0: Hello, this is Katie Sloan. And I'm Dina Castro. Welcome to Let's Get Real Astrology. Making the connection between astrology and real life. We aim to bridge the gap between astrological theory and how to use the wisdom of the planets in our daily lives. We'll share personal stories that bring concepts down to earth. We'll provide you with strategies for working with challenging astrological energies. And we will always focus. Upon how to use astrology to empower rather than to predict. If you want to understand how astrology can be used to make your life better, listen in.
1: Okay, so here we are back again. And today we are going to do a retrograde wrap-up. Might get into a little bit even more about that because as we talk about this retrograde wrap up, it's all about communication and Dina and I have talked a little bit about some woo stuff that that came along with uh, this retrograde communication from the other side, things like that communication with our bodies communication um, follies as well, so we're just going to jump right into it today, yeah, <laughs> and talk about what has occurred during this Mercury retrograde through Gemini and Taurus. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, should, <laughs> should we start with an update on your body situation? I think that's probably the most <laughs> pressing, <laughs> the pressing thing.
1: Well, I think it's funny. Um, it's not funny, but it is funny in some ways. So. Uh, The body, I feel like we've talked about this before, but just um, the body sends you clues, you know, and I always look for the messages. And it's sort of funny because I um, was having this psychic reading this last Tuesday. And as I was getting ready to get on to the call, I ran to go get my coffee and I turned around and I stubbed the shit out of my toes, and I wound up breaking, <laughs> breaking a toe, like, way down, um, and it's affecting my walking, and the is swollen, and it looks terrible, and so I went to the doctor, and they were like, okay, you got to tape the toes, there's not a lot you can do for broken toes, and then we're going to put you in, like, a boot, but it's more of, like, a shoe, right? So I went and picked up the shoe, and was wearing it. And I'm thinking to myself in my own little overly, uh, zealous mind, like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to work this out in like a week and I'll be <laughs> just totally fine. You know, my toes will stop hurting. I'll be fine. And so I pick up the boot. I take my dog for like the lamest walk. I'm in so much pain and I'm like trying to do all the things like clean my airbnb and the normal things i do and i'm noticing like the boot is higher than my shoe so i'm a little off in my walking and i wake up the next day and i'm like shit, my back kind of hurts and all of a sudden i'm like in spasms and i'm on the floor for four hours crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> my back's out now. Um, and that has happened before.
0: That has happened before. Yes. Like you've had your back go out kind of often over your life.
1: Well, I had my back go out right before we moved. And it it was like symbolic of me not feeling supported in some ways. But, um, yeah, so that was like five years ago when it went out, the worst it ever has. And this was probably the second worst. Shit. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to pick up Todd in Denver. He was flying in, and we were going to make a night of it and go out to dinner and stuff. And I was—I'm calling him while he's at the airport. And I'm crying, and I'm like, "I can't drive there. I can't. <laughs> I can't come and get you." So he had to rent a car and drive himself home from Denver. Wow. I had looked like what does it mean symbolically to break a toe, and so I had already sort of looked that up. But then you. You mentioned it and sent me an article that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And then I I really dug into it. And um, we found out that there's this thing called toe readings and that my left, our left toes have a different meaning than our right toes. And I broke my fourth toe, which is my water toe. And the water toe has to do with relationships to the self. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I think it has something to do with like the relationship to spirituality. And I am having a hell of a time in that area right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) before this happened. So, um, you know, it makes sense to me. And then I was reading about you know, just general pain in the body and your back going out. And, um, and that that has a lot to do with like your lower back going out, um, is got a lot to do with holding on to emotions about fear and also a fear of money and, and a lack of financial support. And I, this is like my biggest worry right now. There's a job that I really need to quit and it's, been a great source of income, but it's really not serving me well. And um, I feel like this is a funny way that the universe is talking to me right now. <laughs> it's I'm not so funny. I'm Mad about it. <laughs> I was like mad. Well, I was like, "Fuck you!" I was gonna do this, but
0: now I have to. Right. Well, obviously, you weren't going to. <laughs> I have to be a real shithead. Was- and, <laughs> I have to be a shithead and say that because I think that the. <sighs> Well, here's my belief, you know, that we, we don't have to receive messages that way. We can, if we're thinking about it, we can set the intention. Like I don't receive messages via pain, via body injuries and illness. We can start there, but then I don't think Mm -hmm. we have ultimate control over everything that happens to us. And, um, we, there, there are, bigger bigger forces at play than we understand or have control over. So I just want to say you didn't do this to yourself, you know, that whole uh, spiritual bullshit stuff I don't believe that oh you did this to yourself because you were being unconscious and I mean sometimes yeah. as freud would say a cigar is just a cigar or a stub toe can be just a stub toe but i would say the stub toe that was so serious then being followed by the back going out is definitely something to look at. Um, (laughs) And uh, I just want to throw in one more thing about the stub toe. And I I teased you about it a little bit right off the bat. Like I didn't know how serious it was and now I feel kind of bad, but I was like, Oh, you know, did you Louise? Hey, your toe, you know, (laughs) give it a, (laughs) give it a Louise. Hey moment. And I sent you this funny article about uh, from HuffPo about, this woman who stubbed her toe and her friend gave her the Louise Hay spiritual meaning of the stub toe. And so I was kind of doing that to you tongue in cheek, but then it actually led to some realizations that you had. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I want to throw in there too, with the toe interpretation, something just came to me when you were talking, I've been thinking a lot about Jungian stuff and fairy tales and myths. And I just flashed on, the Cinderella's steps sisters cutting off their toes to fit them into the shoes. And I think Mm. here's why that weird symbol came in. I was thinking about how toes are something we don't think about. That's why we stub them. We, we think they're kind of useless, right? Or you might think that they are, or you just ignore them, but they're, they keep your balance. Like we need them for mm-hmm. balance, right? We need them to fully ground onto the earth, and we discount that sometimes, or we just don't think about it <clears throat> until we don't yeah. have the full use of our toes. Um, but I think that Cinderella story came in for a reason, and when you were talking about the the you know the relationship to the self, I just. And spirituality. I was wondering about with Cinderella and the stepsisters, how they were cutting off a part of themselves to fit in, literally.
1: Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, (laughs) yes, that's very symbolic.
0: (laughs) So there, that's my contribution to the Uh interpretation of the toes. But I want to say, too, like, be gentle with yourself that, yes, you are someone that wants to get to the bottom of stuff. You're a Scorpio. You know, you mm-hmm. you want to get down to it, man, like and fast, right? You're like, okay, yep. you you're you were on it, like, okay, broken toe. What does it mean? What do I gotta do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, but maybe then the back going out and saying, No, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> because you're right. And there's without getting into the whole deep dish of what I do with my spare time, uh, you're right. I have been bargaining with the devil to sort of keep that money coming in instead of sinking into what I really need to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there ha- there has been a bargain lately where I'm like, well, I'll just do this for another two months. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just, you know, and I told, I said out loud, You don't have to hurt me to make this, (laughs) to make me change. Except for that I'm such a stubborn person Mm -hmm. and I haven't been trusting the universe like I normally do to make, I mean, there's a part of me that like truly believes this is all going to work out. And then there's this other part of me that's like, I don't know, I don't see it happening yet. So I, how can I believe it? You know, show me another sign. I kind of had it in my mind. You're right. All along. That it was gonna take probably something bad happening to me, and I was hoping it wasn't gonna be that bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I had it in my mind like, something's gonna happen if I don't do this, if I don't just do it, you know? I always think of like that Saturnian sort of attitude where like karma, karma, you're gonna get your karma if you don't, if you're not doing it right or whatever, you know?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, this really shows how your beliefs and the stories we tell ourselves can manifest uh, so mm. clearly. Um, and the timing of this was it happened right before Mercury Station direct. so right. So Mer- Mercury was stationing. Yeah, yeah,
1: when was that It was Friday. Yeah, so that happened on Tuesday.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was getting ready to station and around the station times of Mercury. It, it, I think the, the, whatever the theme is for us, it comes up the most strongly around the station yeah. dates. Um, and then, so it's station direct on Friday and then your back went out on what day? Sunday. Sunday. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's definitely tied into that. And what sign Mercury was in when it station was Taurus, which is the body, mm-hmm. you know, the connection to the physical self. Um, yeah. So this had a obviously a big effect on you, but I also am interested in how, um, you know, this time of the shadow we're going, as we record this, we're in what's called the post shadow of the retrograde, which goes till June 18th. And it's a two-week period that is after the retrograde. And there's a pre-shadow and a post-shadow. So we're in the post-shadow now. Uh, By the time this episode comes out, we'll be through it. But I'm I'm wondering if this next week and a half or so, while we're in this post-shadow, there's a way that you can do something proactively to integrate to process, um, it's going to be helpful for you to move this through, not with the attitude of like, I'm going to get, get this over with, (laughs) you know, as Steve always says, like about transits, like, don't, you know, just hold your nose and get through the transit. Right. It's got to be with that attitude of, okay, surrender what, you know, let's look at what I need to do here and, and do it. But with a spirit of like, I really want to learn and grow from this. And it's in your 12th house too, which you know is the house of surrender and letting go, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the messages are always um, so clear after they happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like, I don't know, last week when we were talking about making this podcast, I was like, what do I really have to talk about? You know, like what really happened Mm -hmm. during this time? And then like we said before, like, I feel like in particular, like in the shadow period is always when I get hit the hardest. It seems like if, if it, it becomes abundantly clear during that time, what's going on.
0: It's good to learn. It's good to review and to look at what you learned because then the next time Mercury retrograde comes around, you're more prepared. You can go Mm -hmm. into it with more self-awareness and consciousness about how, uh, how the messages do come and how you can be more open to receive them so that you don't have to get hit over the head. And even, you know, consciously choose not to believe that you're going to get hit over the head Um, Mm -hmm. before it happens because I do think that's part of it too. The stories that we tell ourselves and the beliefs, the unconscious beliefs that we hold. Like in your case, I can, and in my case too, um, it's also in my 12th house. I think the unconscious beliefs are what's up with this retrograde and it's flushing them out And so I can easily see yours and you could probably more easily see mine, but it's really hard to see our own, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what this time is for.
1: I think there's something like also when you say that, like that I believe in an either or situation or this and then this happens, you know what I mean? And so I have felt like, like the message that I keep getting from everybody is, oh, you've got to quit doing that. Like, why are you doing that? What? that's a waste of your talent and time. You know, you should mm-hmm. be investing in these other things. And, and so if you quit that, you will see the results. And so I feel like it's, for me, it's like, okay, I got to, I got to quit that so that I can get this, you know, I, mm-hmm. if I quit that, then the gifts are going to come. And I don't, I don't know if that's the right way to think either, you know. Right. I mean, it's a nice belief.
0: It's. I get that. It, it's like I think the the important thing is to question all beliefs. Yeah. I think you're on the right track there. Like I, I don't think it's either or. I don't think it's a polarity. Like the i would also question the, the belief that you just brought up of if i do this then i'm gonna get the rewards it's kind of like the thing that we all got sucked into of the 80s of you know follow your bliss and the money will follow like do what you love and the money will follow i hate to be a buzzkill but that's not really how
1: life works as
0: i've seen it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: to be f- <laughs> fucking honest
1: which is um, how I got here in the first place.
0: <laughs> right? I am sorry. I just that is not what reality has shown me in my 50-something years of life. It's it would be lovely. It would be lovely. Mm-hmm. There is truth in it. That's the tricky part. Okay. So with all of these beliefs, there is some element of truth. And you need to discern for yourself how much truth is in there and in what situation is it important to listen to that, the truth of that statement, because sometimes Mm -hmm. it is true. And a lot of times that's not, you know, as a wholesale approach to life, just do what you love and the money will follow is too simplistic,
1: right? Right. I mean, just what we talked about before, how you have to put in the efforts. And also, I do think you have to clear the blocks to which
0: is really hard sometimes. Yeah. And I was just thinking
1: this morning, like about in regards to this Mercury retrograde and belief systems and all of that. And I was thinking about a couple of years ago, my husband wanted to start his own business it's a struggle for him. You know, he really, Mm -hmm. really wants to do this. And yet he is also like, well, I need to, I need for us to have health insurance and I need the security. And this is really scary. And there's been points where he's like, I'm just going to jump ship and do it. And I really encourage that. But I also say, like, when you decide to work for yourself or start something new, there's always a bunch of mind bullshit that you have to sort through with that, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because I think we have so many ways that we stop ourselves from succeeding, you know, it's all, it's, and so checking these, um, I want to call a mind fucks is a great thing. It's not just <laughs> as easy as, is like being passionate about something and start a business and then off you go and everybody comes and they buy it all, you know, and you're, you succeed. It's like, you have to move through so many blocks, mental blocks mm-hmm. and, um, the things you carry around. I think that is especially true for, you know, artists and creative people and introverts. You know?
0: Yeah. And th- there are a lot of factors. Like, it it depends on what your beliefs are and what the fears and blocks are going into it. And that depends Mm -hmm. on how you were raised and how supportive your nurturing environment was and uh, what traumas you've had in your past and what color you are and what gender you are and what socioeconomic status you are. I mean, there are so many factors to consider in terms of how, one ultimately can, how easily one can or cannot become, you know, a financial success at doing Mm -hmm. their passion. Um, and it, you totally can and it's, but everybody's journey with it's going to be different. And I think that's where a lot of new age, uh, one size fits all stuff falls short is that it's, it's not all, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's, Everybody's journey is different based on where they started, you know, and you and I even, you know, we're similar, but even you and I have different like things that we need to sort out about our particular journeys with our careers and and all of that. And that's why. I really try not to, and I hope I I haven't done this to you. You can tell me if I have, but I really try not to tell you like what to do about this particular job or any job, because I could say, yeah, you got to quit. And I kind of have probably (laughs) said that, (laughs) but I've also Mm. got compassion for like, and I understand what it's like when you're in deep fear about money or all your triggers are coming up around security. like. I yeah. totally get that and have compassion for that too. It's not as simple as I can say to you, just quit. Everything, that to be fine. Yeah. On the one hand, I do believe like you will be supported in some way, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I do, mm-hmm. that's a faith thing more than it's a reality thing, right? I, I have yeah, to have I hope and faith in that.
1: I don't think that you ever, I've never had the feeling like, I mean there's been times in my life when I've felt like people were like leave that boyfriend or whatever and it sure. was like they were judging it but I don't feel like that at this point in my life. I just think like my biggest hurdle to overcome is um lack mentality. I think it, yeah. it really is and the f- and being in survival mode. You know, I just mm-hmm. can't seem to to um I haven't really been able to like cut cut to the heart of it to like clear it completely. I'm working on that, you know? And I think that, um, I think that's very clear to me right now that that's a big thing that I'm working on. Cause every time I think I've sort of unraveled it, (laughs) something else shows up, you know? And now I, even my body's sort of talking about it. And I do think, Mm -hmm. you know, because, Mercury rules my whole chart. And because I have, you know, Mercury in my sixth house, I, you know, I have my son in my sixth house and Mercury in my sixth house. It's it's about sort of mind body, you know, things and taking care of the body and listening to the body and, and how illness can show up in the body when you're, if you're in a job you don't like, I mean, it just is like, there's, I'm not saying you're going to get cancer, but you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like my body gives signals when I'm not listening.
0: Absolutely. Well. Yeah.
1: And so I think that's where it comes in, where I'm like, I know my body's going to signal me. I wonder what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Maybe I should get rid of that. But it's, I feel like it's sort of like, like maybe it's, it's even a part of my intuition, you know? that my body does things like this
0: i just don't yeah i want to clarify i don't think you should get rid of it i think being careful of the language like i yeah. need to get beat over the head is probably or not i'm gonna the best. get hit by a
1: truck or something right? like that right <laughs> i yeah. guess i
0: need to hit a brick wall before i figure that out it's like <laughs> well let's not make it more possible um right yeah <laughs> yeah I, I've totally, you know, experienced, I, I wrestle with these things. I don't know the answer, right? I don't know what's true exactly. I question all of this stuff. And I do think that um, Mercury retrogrades and the shadow periods are a good time to review and revise your beliefs and mm-hmm. understand where they come from, Um you know, this one was a potent one because it was in Gemini partially, and then it went back into Taurus. But that, you know, Mercury being in its own sign, being in Gemini, the the sign of thought, the sign of communication, the sign of the information that's coming in, right? So I going into it, I'm like, well, what's this? I kind of had a Like sinking feeling about it. (laughs) I was like, what's this one going to be like? And then I was going along and it was all pretty okay. And then last week for me, it was all on the emotional level. It was like all my, I was so overwhelmed, so sensitive, so emotional, so um, no motivation, um, just feeling really. Out of sorts, right? It didn't manifest mm-hmm. for me physically, but and knock on wood, right now like, <laughs> they we're still in the <laughs> shadow. Uh, and yet, it was a hard, it was a really hard week, like emotionally for me, you know. So it it comes at different levels. I think we can experience things on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, right? And for me, it mm-hmm. was more mental and emotional. Uh, But something
1: happened to you, right? Like, I mean, your creature comforts were like disrupted, uh, partially with your cat not doing well. I mean, having that, yeah. So that's very (laughs) Taurusy.
0: Here's the journey with the cat. So, my cat has Baloo. He has seizures, and so over the past two weeks, he has had four, which is a lot in that period. Like usually, he's averaging. He's been averaging about one a week for the past six months. And sometimes he can go for two or three weeks without one. Well, so he he was having a lot. And, you know, then he had one like right as I was starting my singing lesson and I had to, you know, not do it and be with him. And I mean, definitely got me to slow down. You know, there's always that message coming through during Mercury retrograde. And that was still during the, the retrograde period. So I, and then I started feeling so the burden and, and the heaviness of, of carrying for this cat for the past year, who I love with all of my heart. Like, I really, really love this cat, but um we have to medicate him, you know, two medications morning and evening. It's a rigorous schedule and you can't, there is not the medications that you can like miss or delay you know you have to do it at these certain times and so it's been hard for me like but also there have been gifts in the routine of it because part of me likes the routine you know with that Taurus Mm -hmm. moon right so I've been looking at that too like what part of me is hooked into this so that was the piece of my discernment that I was doing over the time that Mercury was retrograde in Taurus it's like huh look how part of me is actually clinging to this like He keeps me close to home. He keeps me uh, kind of in this routine and this safe, you know, kind of small life right now. Mm -hmm. I know it's Mm -hmm. temporary, but it's, it's just, you know, I needed to look at it. And then I took him to the vet yesterday and this is, you know, right after a couple days after Mercury station direct. And the doctor says, Oh, well, You know, and all this time we thought he had lymphoma. That was what he was originally diagnosed with. And I mean, long story short, she basically says, well, if he had lymphoma, he would be dead by now. So he probably, I mean, he doesn't have lymphoma. Oh my God. Uh, Hold up. And so I said, well, and the whole reason I had brought him in yesterday, one of the reasons was that we are wanting to look at reducing his medication so that we could actually, so that he wouldn't be over medicated and so that we could have some freedom. And yeah. she said, oh yeah, we can start, you know, reducing the pain medication. He probably doesn't need it. She thinks he has this like independent calcium. Uh, sit- I don't want to go into all the details, but he's like he's got high calcium and it causes the seizures And usually that's a sign of lymphoma, the high calcium in the blood. Uh But she says, I think he has an independent high calcium thing going on and it's causing seizures, but that he doesn't have lymphoma. And eventually we could maybe even reduce his other medication that we have to give him twice a day to do it once a day. I'm like, oh, okay. And that controls the calcium. So I, I really had a lot to process yesterday when I got home from that (laughs) event appointment, because I mean, I don't let's, I don't even want to get into, I'm, I'm annoyed with her because really I felt that she should have been on it way more than she has been with this. And we could have gotten them off of these meds, like probably at least reduced one or two of them six months ago. Yeah. And yeah,
1: (laughs) and uh, and all this time you've been thinking my cat's dying. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) And he's not likely. You know, he's not dying. He's not dying. Um, Mm -hmm. And at least right now, (laughs) he's he just right now jumped up his tree like nobody's business. He's got like, he's in bad shape. He's got like an eye infection. He's got a wound in his side where he fell from having a seizure. He's, you know, but he's scrappy. He's like jumping around. I'm like, you're not dying. You're fine. Um, yeah. So bottom line, my life is going to change soon in a really good way, which is hopefully, you know, gradually over the course of the next several weeks, we can reduce his meds and then I'll have more freedom. And mm-hmm. that's, but I feel like I've been in a prison for a year, pretty mm-hmm. much. Do you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this, that's what this Mercury retrograde was about for me is looking at this prison and understanding <clears throat> the parts of it that I played into. But mm-hmm. also, I could have been more proactive than I have with the vet. Mm -hmm. I could have even got a second opinion. I could have, you know, there are things I could have done that I, I just didn't. And I'm not really sure why. I like, okay. So yeah, it was a really interesting one for me, um, with this little cat teacher that I have, um, you know, (laughs) about Mm -hmm. what is, what is that in my own belief system that, makes me think, you know, I just went right into my cat's dying. I'm closing down. I um, like I made my life really small, and it was okay, like for a while well,
1: don't you guys have had a lot of cat trauma, mm-hmm. you know, and I You're think right. that maybe it's like there there's your message right there, like, oh, of course, I've got another cat that's sick and is gonna need to be cared for. This is yep. sort of like my. Yep. you know, this is what I do. And so yep. I, th- I think maybe why you didn't look further into it is because it seemed so obvious, like, oh, of yeah. course, this is yeah. what I do. you You're know, right.
0: It, absolutely. And it, it wasn't, and I was getting, I mean, I don't want to, I won't tell the whole story here, but it really seemed the only likely conclusion. You know that mm-hmm. he had this, that he had lymphoma. It, 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 you know, totally made sense. And then, yeah, you're right. I thought about the trauma thing yesterday. I thought, wow, we have been through a lot of cat trauma, a lot of veterinary trauma, um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people are in that boat, and we probably don't frame it that way sometimes you know, but we've all probably been, all of us who have animals that have had to put them down or take them to the vet when they're sick, you have veterinary trauma. (laughs) I'll just tell you right now. It's really uh, pervasive, I think. And we have a lot of it in the last several years. And um, so I think I just went right there, you know, yeah, that. It put me right in that headspace. You're right. Yeah, I also
1: think that maybe both you and I, I was thinking about how, you know, with COVID and all the quietness that we had to do and the introversion and the alone time and Mm -hmm. getting used to that and like sort of, yes, keeping ourselves small. And I think that we both talked about how we'd like to Um, expand ourselves Mm -hmm. and like have those in-depth conversations with more community-oriented things, you know, not, but I think maybe, you know, this last six months or year has been about slowing down and comforting ourselves and sort of like learning more about ourselves so that we're ready to step in to this next phase. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think- I do. I, I've heard you say that that you want to do something more, that you're feeling that coming up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right?
0: feeling that. And, you know, I'm doing that more in my my writing and my business. And um, I think right now the next growing edge for me is in my life in general, like expanding mm-hmm. again. You know, I've definitely mm-hmm. been in a contraction place since, since covid Not because of the usual reasons that people went inside. It's because it was, if I'm very honest with myself, I'm a sensitive, you know, introvert empath who enjoys being alone in my house. Yeah. (laughs) And it made it really easy for me to go way into that. And I did for these past two and a half years. And now I'm feeling frankly scared you know about this change that's coming but i can feel it coming it's inevitable mm-hmm. we we go through i think one of the main cycles in life that we can always count on is expansion contraction
1: mm-hmm. and i've
0: been in a major contraction in yeah. in some ways i would say the one place where i expanded was in <clears throat> moving and buying a house with my husband mm-hmm. and we did that right at the beginning of covid But since then, it was like, okay, let's pull it back in, you know, because that was a huge risk and expansion and scary. And I'm so glad we did it. Right. But that's often how expansion works is it's scary as shit and it brings up all your stuff. (laughs) And then you have to get out of the way of yourself so that you can expand. Mm -hmm. And someday contraction will come again you know, and that's okay too. Like, it's just part of this cycle.
1: I think for myself, like even when I was laying on the floor with my back thing the other day, I was like, yeah. oh, I feel so lonely. I'm Aww. so ready to like find community where, you know, like Of course, you and I have community together, but -hmm. we're so far away from each other. Mm -hmm. But I'm just ready to expand that community, which means that I have to step out more. Yeah. So it's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, of course, everything that's going on in the sky is all always interconnected. And so I think this also relates to the Jupiter and Aries stuff we were talking about um, in that Mm -hmm. episode, Uh, just this idea of Jupiter you know, being about expansion in the fire sign of Aries and that is really supported right now in our lives collectively. Yeah. Know, this idea of bursting out um, and that the retrograde came right on the heels or right around the same time, you know, as mm-hmm. Jupiter entered Aries, the the retrograde started at that same time, I believe. So it's almost like a, it, that's a message in and of itself, isn't it? Like, Oh, the Mercury Definitely. retrograde. Yeah. It was right at the beginning of the Jupiter and Aries time saying, okay, you better look at what's in your way to yes. expansion.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah, and that's really cool to bring up too because I was also thinking in my mind, like for me, where it is in my chart, I'm like, oh, I just have this little bit of time to make sort of these dreams come true and you're like while wow, I have this fire energy to like move forward and then Mercury retrograde comes in right with it and it's like, oh wait, no, it's, we still have to hold up a minute, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, but I love what you just said because I think that can give us all a little bit of pause in those times where we're like trying to push forward and it's not happening, you know, yeah. I think it's because we still have Cards to clear in order to get there, and mm-hmm. it, it's the truth, definitely the truth. For me, yeah. for me too, for me yeah. too. So that was I a, think that's a good point to bring up. Yeah, I wanted to say something about. So I did want to. I did want to say something about my psychic reading. Which yes. I, oh, yes. Which also brought back a Mercury retrograde thing for me, mm-hmm. because I think you know when we're talking about like. Losing faith, which there's times where and I slip into that pretty easily if things don't feel like they're going on the trajectory that I want them to, and um, so I get a I get a reading once a year from somebody, and this time Dina um had just done a podcast with Jeffrey. What's Jeffrey's last name? Jeffrey Peck. Yeah, so you had just done that podcast episode, and I asked you about him, and you said, "Oh yeah, you." it would be worth it to go. And so I did. And, um, and it was really interesting because I had these ancestors show up mm-hmm. and it was both of my grandmothers, my grandfather, and I think my cousin, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, um, I'm pretty sure it was my cousin. I've had lots of women die on my side of the family, but, um, he was saying that when one grandmother had issues with, like, the, the family members had issues with their heads, right? And part of that was, like, we've had a long line of alcoholism in our family and sort of mental health issues and um, that both my cousin and my grandmother pretty much died from. And so he, the, the um, ancestors were all standing there. And he's like, they're cheering for you. They're so, so happy. They're like cheering. And they said, You've, you have finally, you have, they're so proud of you because you finally healed this lineage pattern. Mm. And um, and I cried and I mean, I was like, oh my God, because that is such an enormous thing for me. Like, I feel like it's um something that points out in my, gets pointed out in my chart is lineage patterns and that I've worked with them for so long and that I've been really working hard to like see the messages that my ancestors have passed on, you know, and where I hold on to those. And, and, um, and so it was really magical to hear that because that Mm -hmm. was one thing that I can't imagine anybody like picking out. But I said, I was like, well, that's really great. He kind of went on and on about it. I said, that's really great. They could have done some of their own fucking work while they were here, right? (laughs) I was like, can you make sure to let them know that? Because this Uh, has been really hard for me. And um, then the other thing that happened that I thought was wild was he was talking about this woman who he said, she just wants to pop by because you're here. And Uh she wants to say hi. And he said, it's like, this older woman and she's blah, blah, blah. And he's telling me all about her. And I'm like, who the, who is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And then he says, and then, and she, she's got the flowers and you cut the flowers and you put them in a vase and you cut the flowers, you put them in a vase. And I was like, hold on. I said, no, 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 no. This isn't one of my people. This is a message for my friend. Her mom just died. Oh. And it was like everything that he was talking about, like clicked. And he's like, Oh my God! I said this happens to me,
0: like oh, people
1: yeah. come through to for me to give their loved ones messages. It this it has happens happened in before. My, yes, it happens in my dreams. It happens in the cards, and and it was happening right then. Mm-hmm. And he said he like left this really profound message for my friend and said, you know, she's been trying to like reach. The family through these, it's like a blue bird. It's like a blue bird. I don't know what kind of bird it is. I, and he's like, it's like a mountain bird or something. Mm-hmm. And um, so I and he said, and he just wants them to know, like, she was really grateful for the care that they gave her. It was like over the top, and she just wants to thank them for that, right? Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool message. And then I said okay, can you tell these people to like, stop getting in my reading though? Cause (laughs) (laughs) that's all about me. No, but, um, so then I called my friend and I was like, Hey, have you been seeing a bluebird lately? Like has the bird been coming to, she's like, oh my God, I was just on, uh, next door and somebody posted this photo of this bird, this bluebird that I'd never seen before. It was like stunning. And I was like, what kind of bird is that? And she's like, and it was like, I never do this, but I did ask, like, what is that bird? And I said, oh, well, your mom (laughs) stepped into my reading and she has this message. I wanted to give it to you. Wow. But I thought sometimes it's not even about like seeing a bird all the time, you know, or being visited by the bird or any of that stuff. I feel like he wanted me to like connect with her and like have some sort of thing that had happened in that day where we could make that connection. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so I felt like it was really cool to sort of communicate with the other side and recognize like come back to that place in me where I know I I'm I'm actually kind of in touch with that world, you know, where I've talked about like I don't want to connect to Neptune, that Neptunian world that I push it away often. Yeah. But then these like crazy magical things happen. And I'm like, oh my God, I have that in me. And it's like amazing. It really was healing for her to hear that message. You know? Yeah. Yes. So anyway, that was my well that was like a really cool thing that happened. Outside of stubbing my toe, well,
0: <laughs> I do think like messages from the other side fall into that Mercury retrograde category, in that it's it's that unusual way of getting information. It's the, I know, and it's coming from the collective unconscious or the unconscious, you know, or the other side, however you frame it. But it's it's not the normal way, you know, of getting messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a reading with him at the Mercury retrograde last October, and I had just looked up, you know, the date of my reading. I'm like, oh, yeah, Mercury was retrograde then, too, when I got the reading from him. Um, Wild. Isn't that weird? So, yeah. Yeah, and I had my experience was um, I had had a reading with him like three years before that. And the exact same group of people came through. And of course, he didn't remember the first reading that he did for me. Like he, you know, and we don't, we're we are just acquaintances. We don't keep in touch or anything. So we didn't remember that. But the exact same group of people came through, essentially. And um, there were some really clear messages about things that I am, that I was worried about. Um, mm-hmm. One of them being that, you know, we're having all this construction that's going to be happening in our neighborhood and the streets are going to be torn up and they're cutting down trees. And it's really, really been weighing on me. And I had forgotten until I listened back to the reading, uh, last week because you prompted me, you know, when you got your reading and then mm-hmm. I went back and listened to it. And I'm like, Oh man, I've been worrying about this again. And their message for me was don't worry about the construction you still, you made the right move. You know this was a good move to this house. They helped me get the house. You know <laughs> they're taking some. Uh-huh. Uh So it was really clear, like reassuring. And at that time, and in, in the recording of the reading from October, I said to him, "Oh man, I really needed to hear this. Like I'm going to really take this with me." But what it showed me was. I got this literal clear otherworldly reassurance. Like I didn't even ask about the construction, okay? It came through. Yeah. And and then yet I still forgot. You know, between the time <laughs> of last October until now and it's been bugging me and making me anxious and worrying me again. It's I just needed that reminder during this retrograde of oh yeah they said not to worry about this it's only temporary and I, now i'm really holding on to that it's like mm-hmm. okay i can get through this it's like a year and a half of our lives you know that so this is going to be going on and it's going to be okay and i you know cuz i was fully questioning did we make a mistake in moving here did you know blah 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 um it was just a reason to get worried and anxious which i like to do you
1: know. Isn't that funny? Because don't you feel like as a Gemini rising person, like that you definitely can, something will come in and you'll be like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Now <laughs> I feel better. Yeah. And then within like days, you're back spinning <laughs> out in the same shit. Totes. So I do think like there's a message in itself, right? Oh man. Like,
0: yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: It's like I laughed did at Did you myself. say you got it? Or did you get it? Like, did, now you got it. Okay. Yeah, I had a good
0: laugh at my own expense listening to myself on the recording from October saying, oh, man, that's so great. I really needed to hear that. Okay, I'm going to remember this. It's like, yeah, you sure didn't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's great. And I really recommend him for anybody that is looking for a, a medium, Jeff Jeffrey Peck. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. His personality is so good. I yeah. I really listened to him on a podcast that he did years ago mm-hmm. and it, and that like sealed the deal for me because I yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, some things that he said, I was like, "Yes, that is exactly how I feel or see things." And so it was great to um to talk to him and I always just walk into those things saying, "All right, well, whatever I need to hear is going to show up. So I, I have no agenda. And then. Yeah. The, uh, the people it's always, it's, it's oftentimes the same people and I go to different readers every time. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting how that.
0: Totally. Me too. Like Like, my, my mom, she shows up every time and I've had readings from different mediums and she, she is consistent. She's been gone for 20 years this year. Um, and I think over the last five years has been when she showed up more often, but she shows up mm-hmm. at every single thing that I do, even if it's not a medium, even if it's like energy healing or like, yeah. you know, a psychic reading or like, oh, your mom's here. Uh, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. <laughs> Hi, mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really funny. It's really funny. And she's she says very consistent things through all yeah. the different things. And it's not vague or like, oh yeah, anybody could say that your mom would say that. It's like really specific things. Like when uh, in this reading with Jeff, this last one, she said, she talked about the fact that I wasn't there at her passing. He said, somebody wasn't there at her passing. Was that you? And I'm like, yeah. And he said, well, she sees that you've done a lot of work on that and not feeling guilty about it. He said like, just, she says, just continue to let it go, you know, because I do I did for many years feel a lot of guilt and a lot of um, trauma, you know, over not being there at her passing. And Mm -hmm. um, so that was really specific and really something that she's brought up before uh, Mm -hmm. in other readings by other people. So, man, I believe in this shit. I mean, people are there on the other side.
1: It's oh, just yeah, totally. The way it is. My grandma always shows up the same thing, she always shows up. She's and she always showed up in my life, kind of just like storming in. And my friend Granger, ever since he died, he has come to everyone. And it was funny because at the end of the reading, he said, They all say, See you next time. And I was like, <laughs> what, do you, what do they mean? Are they, are we all coming back together? And he was like, No, you, like your next reading, they're all going to be here. <laughs> it's like, Awesome. Okay. we're having a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at first when I was getting those readings that I would always cry and feel really like, oh my God, who's going to show up? And now I'm like, I feel like it Like it was really nice to hear the lineage thing because I felt like I'd worked so hard on that through my life. Mm-hmm. So it was very poignant. But um, I also don't feel as like emotional about them coming. And I also feel something like, like when he said that this time, I was like, that's nice to know, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's nice to know that we're all going to keep talking in however format that shows up in, you know? Yes, it is. It's kind of cool. And I hope that other people have that experience, you know, like.
0: I think you can have that experience if you're open. Just open to it, you know. I don't yeah. think you even need to go to a medium per se um, to have that connection or to get messages uh, like your friend, you know, getting the bluebird mm. message. It's like, but she didn't know. She actually needed a little prompting. Sometimes we need yep. the validation, you know, of having yep. somebody else tell us.
1: Yeah. So this has been an interesting one. One yes. for the books
0: again, in a different way. Apropos and to Mercury retrograde and uh, the shadow, and I hope that your your toe and your back heals very soon,
1: <laughs> but not too soon. But not too no. Soon. Like
0: don't push <laughs> the river, man. No, don't rush it. Take it easy, um, and no more, uh, no more guidance necessary, please. You know? Right, <laughs> that's what you need to say to your guides. Uh. All right, all right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. You can find out more about my readings at dinadecastro.com/readings. I also offer an astrology mentorship program where I mentor emerging astrologers and anyone who wishes to advance their astrological skills and wisdom. You can find out more about the program and apply at dinadecastro.com/mentorship.
1: To get more weekly insights, follow me at sparkthesun on Instagram. Or check out my website at katiesloanastrologer.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And thanks again for listening.